0: people you know what time it is but ladies and gents guys and dolls and everyone in between gather round get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on because it's time for smut club here's your hosts chelsea and hannah hey
1: everybody
2: Welcome to Smut Club. I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. How are you today? We want to (laughs) know.
1: We do. We're curious. How
2: are you? Yeah. Just, you know, we never hear from you. (laughs) That's not true. We do. We do sometimes hear from you. And honestly, it's our favorite thing when we hear from you. Um, And that's how we found this book. Yes, that is actually how we found the book that we are reviewing today. It's called Under Her Authority by Lt. Shade. Um we're just going to jump in to okay. this one.
1: You're taking the lead and you're the one who read it.
2: Yeah. You um, take the lead. You'll have to tell me after if you also want to read it or if me reading it was enough for both of us. Um just based don't, on that. Don't make any decisions okay, yet. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you don't know yet. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I think I know exactly how you're going to vote, but just don't be judgy. You haven't even heard the review.
1: I'm pumping the brakes. Pumping I was brakes. judging based on your judginess, but I will pump the brakes.
2: All right. When I was in grad school, um, there was like a a family fall festival. And they asked him, asked me to be a judge for the children's costume contest. And oh, I, no. And I went, absolutely, I love judging people. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought I was joking. And I'm like, no, this is really where I thrive. And that's, that's some shit for me to process through in therapy because, like, mm. my mother has straight up said, she's like, yes, I'm critical. It's my thing. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I know where I get it from and sometimes it can be a plus and sometimes my husband's like, you need to take a deep breath because everything is fine and you notice all of the tiny details and yep. everything. Um, so, yeah, the my baseline is probably judgier than the average person, I would say. Hmm. Um, and I'd say we're working through it, but... If you can't fix it, feature it. And that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we have the book Under Her Authority. We open with Rose. Rose, she is young. She is super successful. She's been working in Texas for the last several years. Um, And her fiancé, Simon, cheated on her with a coworker. Ouch. Yes. So... Um, things did not end well at her With last her job. With
1: her coworker or his coworker?
2: Her coworker. Ouch. Yeah. Um, things did not end well at her last job, kind of because of how this all blew up. And so she has taken a job as a marketing director at a startup back in Charlotte. And she's from just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, but she hasn't been back in eight years, mm. um, which more will unfold there. But she's also kind of like, yeah, I mean, like, I have this marketing director title, which is awesome for how young I am. And, like, maybe I can leverage that for something else. And she's like, but it's at a startup, so it kind of feels like it means less than if it was (laughs) somewhere more established. Um, And, you know, I think it depends on the startup. But she is flying back to North Carolina for this job. Like, it's not, like, she left Texas with things, like, not, Going well, but it's not. I wouldn't say she left like disgraced, right? But maybe that's just me. Um, we meet Rose's family. There's just like, there's so many southern stereotypes, um, and a lot of like so many similes, and like so many, like, I don't know, just like you and I have grown up in the south, Hannah, and just like all of those that you're like, do people actually say this shit, or is that just like? How people speak when they think of someone in the South, uh, like me yeah. high to a grasshopper" and like shit like that, and you're like, right, right, uh-uh. okay.
1: More nervous than a cat in a room full of rocking chairs, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, jumpier than
2: a virgin at the prison rodeo. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that one was from Golden Girls.
1: I was gonna say I haven't, I, I don't recall that one. I but think that was I a Blanche it. Devereaux. That line. does sound like Blanche. I, I mean, I have heard people say shit like sweating like a whore in church. Yes. Definitely, I've heard people say that.
2: I told my husband that I think I want my next tattoo to be a Golden Girls-themed tattoo. I thought you
1: were going to say something about a whore in church, and I was like,
2: whoa. I was about to make such a mean joke. I was like, oh, just a picture of your face. <laughs> <laughs> and- and then I was like, "Holy shit, Chelsea, where did that come from?" <laughs> but I felt like you'd appreciate it, I so would. I still had to say it. I did appreciate it. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> See, this is where my judging is a problem.
1: <laughs> it's not a problem. I'm crying. <laughs>
0: But,
1: but like not, te- tears of laughter. Yes, tears of laughter. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you should totally get a tattoo of my face. You should get the guy who did Steve O's to do it for you.
2: On um <laughs> the on season think thirteen of Ink Master, <laughs> there was an episode where they could tattoo anything they wanted, and one of the guys is like, "I'm gonna tattoo Jimmy Snaz." <laughs> One of the other contestants on the show who's, like, always wearing these, like, funky patterned bell-bottom pants and these, like, leather tasseled vests. Jimmy Snaz has a very specific energy about him. But they were like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing a Jimmy Snaz gremlin tattoo. What? Something crazy like that. And I was like, I appreciate that they said you could tattoo anything you want. And this man said, challenge fucking accepted. Like, I will. I will. Yes. So we meet Rose's family. <laughs> Got it. Very stereotypical Southern. Very stereotypical Southern. Um, She doesn't tell them that things have ended with her fiance because she's really embarrassed. And so she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I moved back for this, like, great job opportunity. And, like, we're working things out. And, like, he'll, like, but, like, doesn't say a word to anyone. Um, And then we meet her best friend, Olive, as well. That is my dog playing with my cat. Um, <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon and Craig. Also, for y'all who will have to post a picture at some point on social media of our of my pets so that you have some context, Craig is a six pound, predominantly hairless Devon Rex cat. <laughs> like, he's not threatening.
1: No, he's
2: precious. He's precious. He likes to perch on my shoulder in meetings. He's like a little parrot. And Brandon is like a 30-pound pug. (laughs) And the way Brandon runs from Craig, you're like, (laughs) bro. Like, I think the problem is Brandon will, like, swat at Craig. Hmm. Um, And he's just kind of, like, flailing when he does it. And Craig has fewer hits but far more accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: makes sense. Yeah. He has a larger target in fairness. You know,
2: that is also true. He does have a larger target. Um, but no, like Craig will like sit like if like on a couch and if Brandon is walking underneath him, he will just like ha, 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 to the top of his head. And then Brandon's like, what happened? I don't What? Oh, Brandon. We love Brandon. He's, we do such a dirt. Um, so, yes, we also meet Rose's best friend, Olive, um, who's going to be her new roommate. And Olive is flirting with Rose's twin brother, Holton, um, who's also, like, a local police officer. But, like, it's kind of weird for Rose because she's like, I haven't seen a lot of them in person for eight years if they didn't come visit me in Texas because she has some trauma related to North Carolina. Um So that night, Olive and Rose are like, we're going to go out. We're going to have a blast. Olive is like, I bought you this sexy-ass outfit. Put it on. They get ready, and they go out. Plan to get laid. Like, that is the objective. (laughs) I'm like, you know, you're not bullshitting yourself.
1: Yeah, we know what we're doing here.
2: Yes. So they go out to this club. They're separated. I don't really know what happens or how they get separated, Um, But Rose goes up to the bar to get a drink. There's this dude, Devin, who offers to buy her one. And she's like, okay, yeah, sure. But every time she checks her phone, Simon, her ex-fiance, keeps calling. And so she's like, fuck, I guess I like he just called like five times in a row. I guess I should take this. So she tries to go find a private place to like take this phone call and enters a private room that has like a no entry sign. So she goes in this room that has like a do not enter sign on it or some shit like that and walks in. On a super hot dude getting a blowjob from a girl, girl that I think might have a blindfold on. I don't remember.
1: It doesn't matter. It doesn't
2: really matter. Um, she's just standing there then, like, watching this scene that she walked in. Nice. And she's like, he is hot and this is hot and I am aroused. <laughs> um, and... Like, her phone rings again or something. Like, she makes eye contact. Like, the dude, like, is very aware of her in the room. But then the the girl who's giving him the blowjob is like, what was that? He's like, oh, just my phone. Don't worry about it. And so then she, like, takes off. Mm. Yeah. Like, he sees her, but she escapes. Um, She gets back to the bar, feeling aroused. Kisses Devin. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then, but she's like... I'd feel bad sleeping with him since I'd be thinking of blowjob man. That's what I'm calling him because we don't know his name. We just know he's hot and was getting a blowjob. So she's like, uh, I, I can't, I couldn't sleep with him. I'd feel guilty about it. But then we're like, where's Olive? Olive left her for a booty call. Ew. Yeah, like Olive's like, I don't need to find me some strange at the club. I have a booty call that I can go hook up with him. Is instead. it her brother? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I don't really know. The brother does play in in the future. Oh, okay. But at this point, I'm like, I don't know. Nor did I really care. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't know where Olive's car is downtown. Like, Olive's like, yeah, I left for this booty call. I'll take my car. I don't know. Something like that. There might be details that clarify this. There might not be. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hmm. Is this user error or is this author error? <laughs> Who can say? A <laughs> little bit of both. Um, Yeah, so she's like, I don't know where her car is. And I don't, I'm just in, like, fucking downtown Charlotte in my little hoochie mama dress. like.
1: Yeah, downtown Charlotte's not really the, the nicest area last time I was there. It wasn't the safest. Yeah. I'm like,
2: I feel like people are like, it's North Carolina. How bad can it be? Pretty fucking bad, guys. Yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of places that I'm just honestly most places at night. If I don't know where I am, it's a no. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Um, so then, hot blowjob guy shows up suddenly and like sees her wandering. I don't, whatever. And he's like, "Hey, why don't you come to this bar with me?" And and she's no. and then he's like, "You're buying as payment for the show I gave you earlier." <laughs> like something like, like that. Baby
1: boy, you didn't give me a show. The girl on her knees gave me a show. You were just
2: present. So you participated. You in just the show. stood there. Like yes. Um. But like Rose won't tell him her name, and she's like, "Yeah, that's not important. You don't need to know this." <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the bar, and um, blowjob man's cousin owns it. Okay. Um, and he teaches her how to play eight ball. I don't know. It's like every stereotype of a man teaching a woman how to play pool. Pressing and up like, on
1: her back. And yeah, all yeah, the yeah, innuendos. Holding her hips. All, yeah,
2: all of the building tension, all of the sliding it into the hole. <laughs> things. Oh. oh, no. Um, and she keeps saying, like, I'm not going to sleep with you. Like, this isn't going anywhere. Um, but then as they're talking, he's realizing, like, they have a lot in common they both work in creative marketing and he's like no this girl's like super hot and i'm into her <laughs> like i know it kind of started weird but like i think i kind of like her um he doesn't tell her his job like his full job he just kind of says he works in like the creative industry as well um but we do learn he's former military we also learn he's been burned by like a previous romantic relationship which is why he just like tends to Sleep around at this point so he can't be hurt again.
1: We're covering Um, a lot of ground here, I feel. That's a lot of information to share, I think.
2: Well, I don't actually know if the previous relationship thing was mentioned or that was just like in his thoughts, but we do, you do learn like they have a conversation about him being former military. Because if I'm remembering correctly, she like asks about one of his tattoos and it was related to a dude that he'd served overseas with. Got it. Um, They end up closing down the bar together. And he helps her find her car. Um, and then it asks, because this entire time she's like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep with you. I'm not going to sleep with you. I don't wanna, I'm going to flirt and have all these in your endo jokes. <laughs> Ew. Like, the pool game. But like, <laughs> so, but it goes from like, not going to sleep with you, not going to sleep with you. He helps her find her car. They end up owning back at his place. Nice. Um have this like incredible mind-blowing sex. She has four orgasms. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I do love whenever but like when you're just like I'm like really? really
1: really. Yeah. I feel like when you pick up strange at a bar, that the chances of it just like hitting off like that are pretty slim unless we're having a lot of communication.
2: Well, um, I w- I was watching a TikTok recently of, like, a couple of comedians talking, and one of them was like, yeah, like, I mean, I can count, like, on, with my, with my hands, the number of times I've gotten a woman off, and the other dude was like, what are you talking, like, every time, and they're like, wait, every time, and he's like, I mean, like, not with a hookup, but, like, with the person that I'm, like, in a committed relationship with that I'm married to, like. Yes, their pleasure matters. And then other guys were like, wow. Huh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was like, I can't tell if you're joking right now. And I'm terrified you're not. And I do think that's one of the hilarious things about smut is I'm like, there's there's so many orgasms that just like. Right. You're like, is I, I guess that's why we read it, right? To escape. To hope that one day we too can have that
1: many. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. But, like, it, it's also just that they don't know each other. Like, I would believe it more yes, if it was an established relationship and they knew each other and could communicate and knew what the other person liked. But otherwise, it's, like, bullshit. Like, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. It reminds me of, you remember um, How I Met Your Mother, the show? Yeah. Um, there was that one episode where, I don't remember the context at all, but whatever her name is, Lily, mm-hmm. was like, yeah, don't worry about it. College Lily thought those were orgasms. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> like That's what I think of. I'm like, oh, she thought those were orgasms.
2: No, that's super valid. Because, I, like, I, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like until you end up, like, in an established relationship, it's always a, even if it's good, it's still, like, a little clumsy. Yeah. Like, it's never going to be, like, the best sex of your life. No. With, with uh, a one-night stand.
1: We're still learning each other. We don't know what the other person likes and, like, what yes. they don't. And, and yeah. Like, you don't know. <sighs> So she came four times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So hypothetically, wink, wink, she had four (laughs) orgasms. Um, He wakes up the next morning and she's gone. She left a note that just said, like, I had a good time. Oh, he also, like, he was calling her PT for peeping Tom because she never told him her name. So, like, she may have signed it, like, had a good time, PT, or something like that. Um, And he's like, what? No, like, I really liked her. And I can't believe she left like this. Like, what the fuck? And then he's like, wait, is this how women feel when I do this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dumbass. Yes, it is. And while he still doesn't know her name, he decides he's going to track her down because he's like, no, I like her. I want this. I want her. <laughs> I want more opportunities. And how are we doing that? Well, that's the end of the book. So who can say? Stop. It. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> be like, well, it was enough, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> and see the next morning. So Rose actually had to get up early because the next morning her brother was coming over before his shift to help her move in all uh, of her stuff. Got um, it. So she gets home. She clearly looks like she had fun. She then is in the shower, masturbating, thinking about how fun. Last night was
1: the four orgasms weren't enough. This is more evidence to my theory.
2: <laughs> she thought they were orgasms exactly. <laughs> um, but like while her brother's helping her move, she starts to have like this like flashbacky moment about the fact that she like hadn't been back in eight years. Um, and we learn that like there's some sort of trauma stemming from a camp that she used to go to. Um, And the dude is now behind bars. We don't know all of the details, but, like, you can kind of start to assume there's, like, mm-hmm. like, a sexual assault or something of that capacity. But, like, it's not, like, fully fleshed out for you at this point. Got it. Um, But, like, her brother and best friend are, like, very sensitive to the fact that, like, they, like, see that she's, like, going into a slightly darker space. And they're—well, mm. because she's, like, looking at her brother and— I think she's like mid twenties, right? Like mid to late twenties. I don't fully remember, but I'm like, okay, well, if you haven't been back in eight years, like if you left when you were eighteen to go to college somewhere else, so So you're what twenty six now, twenty seven, yeah. yeah. And so her brother—I mean, that's a lot of life that your twin has led, right? Where you're like, oh man, like I haven't been here for it. I've missed a lot of so, but like I haven't been back because of all of this stuff, and it was too hard for me, and blah blah blah. Um. So after that, Rose ends up going to brunch with her friends. Honestly, her fr- it just felt like some thirteen-year-old girls giggling over some boys. Like I was like, "What? I don't I don't know. I love a good day drinking brunch as much as sure. the next hoe. Sure, but like, is that what all of us sound like, and we just don't realize it? I like to think we're slightly better. Well, I don't know what do they sound like. <laughs> like I literally just put they all sound like. They're 13 and annoying.
1: Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think that we sound like that, but other people may have differing opinions.
2: Yeah. Well, so her phone rings, and it's Devin from the bar last night calling to ask her out for dinner that night. Um, but, like, when he calls and she answers, because she's, like, telling her friends, like, about, like, they were, like, either she told them or, like, all of her friends know she got laid. And they're, like, oh, like, how big was his dick? And so when she picks up the phone, her friends are, like, catcalling and shouting in the background, like, is that big dick from last night? Yeah, and I'm, like. No.
1: The answer is no. We're not like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not us. <laughs> no. Thank you for the validation. No. Um, and so she's, like, what? No. So like, she's trying to, like, get up and, like, not be on the phone in front of them. And suddenly his, oh, his name is Shane. Big dick from last night. His name is Shane. Shane is suddenly at the restaurant um, uh, and awkward. Well, he's like, she, well, and she's kind of like, how did you find me? And he's like, do you not like the club is like a block? Like my cousin's bar is like right there. Like, do you not recognize that you were in the same part of town? And she's like, I don't know. I just moved here. I have no fucking clue. And he was driving past on his way to go hang out with his cousin, and like saw her on the patio and was like, it's fate. So he stops. Um,
1: is it
2: Right. Uh, well, there's no there's no stalker in this one.
1: That's uh, that's fair. I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate the lack of a stalker. Although, as we discussed in our previous episode, I don't know that he earns points because he's not a
2: stalker. You know, hmm. If they were actual orgasms and he showed up, <laughs> I don't know. Does that change it? Uh, maybe. Well, so he essentially is like, yeah, I drove past and saw you on the patio and, like, had to stop because you snuck out and I didn't get your name or your number or anything. Um, And so he's like, come out to my car so we can talk. So they go out to his car. He fingers her. But, like, takes her underwear. And then is like, you'll get these back tonight when we go out. And then my notes also say... The word labia is used twice. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think technically the word labia ends up getting used like three or four times. And I got to say, it's a boner killer. (laughs) Like, there's nothing sexual to me about the word labia. Being used, like, I'm like, there's nothing erotic, arousing about it. I'm like, if anything, it automatically douses whatever housing <laughs> energy there may whatever have been.
1: Whatever fire was building is dead now, so Smokey the Bear has done <laughs> his job. He doesn't need to be concerned about a forest fire. Smokey
2: the Bear is just going around whispering, labia, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he needs to do. Yep. <laughs> you nailed it. Yep. That's um, the, the
1: new only-you-can-prevent-forest-fires campaign. <laughs>
2: Well, and so, like, Rose is, like, I didn't move back to make friends. I I came back to, like, salvage my career. I don't want to, like, be, like— She's, like, I don't want this to be a thing with this dude. Like, I'm I'm not going to see Shane anymore. So she has agreed to this date with Devin, but then Shane also thinks that they have a date that night. And Rose is, like, I'm not going to do this for my own mental health and well-being. No. Which also, further (laughs) evidence— They weren't real orgasms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she said no to Devin or she agreed to the date? She
2: agreed to the date with Devin. And then when Shane was done fingering her and took her underwear, he's like, you'll get these back at our date tonight. So did she agree to go out with him? I honestly don't remember, but in her heart, she didn't. <laughs> I don't know if okay. with her words she okay. said yes. She's
1: like, those are not my favorite underwear. Thank you, and good night.
2: Those were the laundry day. <laughs> I moved this morning <laughs> underwear. Um, uh, we well, all have those. Right? We really do. Am I wearing mine now? I
1: was going to say, <laughs> I may be wearing mine now, actually.
2: Um as she's getting ready for her date with Devin, Olive is, like, really pressuring her about Shane because she's like, what aren't you into? Like, he seems really nice. He seems sweet. You had great sexual chemistry. Also, apparently, she's has her doctorate in sex therapy. I don't know if that was the actual title. Maybe it was, like, she has her doctorate in clinical psychology and she's a sex therapist. Olive is? Yeah. Okay. Like, her best friend. But I was like, in a way that I'm like— as someone who works in the industry, is she actually? Because I don't feel like she is. Was kind of how <laughs> I felt reading it. Yeah. Um, but as all of like, kind of putting this pressure on her about being like, okay, but, like, why don't you want to, like, go out with Shane? Because all these things seem great. It's like bringing up some shit from her assault trauma, and she's just kind of struggling. And um, Rose doubles down on, like, not seeing Shane again. So, We cut to Shane. Rose has not communicated this with Shane. She just stands Shane up at the restaurant. Yeah. And he is, to use your wording, big mad about it. (laughs) He is real unhappy. um, And he's like, is this karma from all of my man whoring kind of like energy? Um, I mean, probably, kiddo. Well, and like he like stays there for an hour. And he's like, no one makes a fool of me. And then as he's leaving, like the hostess propositions him. And he takes her up on it. Good for him. You know, she left without—he he still doesn't know her name at this point. He still <laughs> does not know that her name is Rose. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, kiddo. Yes. Like, maybe you shouldn't be that mad. She didn't even give you her fucking name. Like, how could you expect that she's
2: going to show up? Yeah, I'm like, you don't have her name. I don't think you have her number. Maybe you have her number, and it's under Peeping Tom. I don't fucking know. But, like, she's clearly trying to put out a vibe that, like—
1: Yeah, she's not into it.
2: Yeah. Although I think she is into it, and she's just, like, standing in her own way from her previous experiences.
1: Well, I mean, she can be into it physically and not be into it mentally and emotionally.
2: Yes, very valid. Um, But I think she may be into it mentally and emotionally as well. (laughs) Got like, it. Got maybe, it. maybe not. Who can say? So it's now Rose's. It's it's Monday. It's Rose's first day of work. We learned her date with Devin was a disaster. He, like, tried to feel her up under the table, was hitting on the waitress. Just, like, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to focus on work. Like, I'm not—I'm going to avoid men. Just going to focus on work. And um, she's getting a tour of the building, and they're like, here's your office. Um, like it's, they wanted to surprise you with it. Like whoever's giving the tour is like, oh yeah, your office was supposed to be this nice reveal because they like made it nice for you or whatever. It's like, don't tell anyone I like showed you your office first or what I don't fully remember. Um, but she's like in her office filling out paperwork, but no one knows she's there outside of the person who gave her this tour. And as she's sitting there and her like door is cracked, she overhears her new boss talking to an unknown coworker. The new coworker is like when the boss is, you just hear him kind of be like, oh, like like you hear something about the unknown coworker hooking up with someone last night. Um and I don't, it's all a little fuzzy. Um mm-hmm. and then they start talking about Rose as the new coworker. Um, and then the boss is like, yeah, she's the marketing director. Um and the unknown coworker's boss. Um, and the unknown coworker is like, What the fuck? Like, I'm not gonna like, report to some chick with big tits because she punched someone at her last job. Like, no, like, I'm just kind of making these comments. And like, there's like a lot of like sexist pushback. And he's like, She's my boss and title only. Yeah, it, the line was, I'm not gonna work under some crazy chick who punches her employees when she has bad cramps. Yeah, and she's just, like, sitting there listening to all of this. Oh. Um, and she's like, cool, 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 cool. That's not what happened. That's not the context, but apparently everyone here already knows, And like, I am just w- want to salvage my career. And her new boss totally vouches for her and is like, that's not what happened. Don't be a dick. Don't say that. Um, and you don't have to like the decision, but you do have to deal with it, and she is your new boss, so. Suck Ooh. it. Yeah, suck it. Um, so then, Rose goes to the conference room to meet the executive team, and surprise, the unknown coworker who was like saying like I don't want to work for some chick who had bad cramps is Shane.
1: <gasps> what? What? No one saw coming. No. Um, oh my stars!
2: And so, like Shane is like, "Oh my gosh!" And Rose just straight up pretends she's never met him. I love that for yeah. her. Yeah, she just like during the introductions. She's just like, oh, no, we've never met. My name is Rose. Or, like, her full name is, like, Rosemary or something like that. And she's mm-hmm. like, it's, I go by Rose. Like, some, and he's like, I finally know her name. Too bad you're a douche. Well, a little bit. But a douche who is actually super into her. So he is.
1: Oh, well, then it's okay. <laughs> He's working through
2: his own shit. They both have shit that they're working through. All right,
1: all right. I will trust
2: you. Hannah, you work at a residential treatment center, and your husband thought you were a patient the first day. <laughs> he did, yeah.
1: He did. Aw, memories. See? memories,
2: love. Six years
1: ago. Things can Aww. prevail. They can. Yes. But he wasn't a sexist douchebag. He just
2: you right. you saw right. a
1: random girl walking and assumed she was a patient because she didn't have an employee badge.
2: <laughs> Did you have purple hair then?
1: No. Okay. I have purple hair now. You do for have those purple listening. hair now. I have purple hair now.
0: Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? Because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. Alright, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show.
2: Well yeah, and honestly, like I'm when I read that and I was like, if I read that, I wouldn't like Shane either. No. Like, not cool, not okay. Um, does he end up kind of redeeming himself? Sure. But like made it a rocky start. Mm-hmm. We also learn um a little bit further on that like while she has been put in this role of Shane's boss. Shane is, like, a co-founder of the company. What? Like, he, like, put in a bunch of funds and, like, started— But, like, they were like, no, we need her for, like, whatever. So, like, yeah, it didn't fully make sense to me, if I'm being honest. But it was one of those where I was like, you know, I'd feel a little salty if I was the co-founder of a company. And then someone was like, this girl's your new boss. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. It doesn't excuse— the douche comments. Right. Um, but it makes more sense why
1: he's not Yes, but, more open to having a boss. Yes.
2: So there's a little bit more context to it. Um, Shane is then in a meeting, and he's just, like, super distracted because he's like, I finally know her name. <laughs> and so he goes to Rose's office and, like, excuses himself from this meeting that he's distracted and really, like, not helpful at at all. Um, things start to escalate. He, like, pushes her up on her desk and, like, pushes her, like, back down, like, on her back on her desk. And, like, things are, like, starting to get sexual. And then her boss knocks on the door and calls a meeting. um, And so she's like, yeah, I'll be right there. And then Shane's phone rings a minute later because it's, like, oh, now his lunch. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I was at lunch. I'll be right up Um, for the same meeting that they are now going to. Awkward. Which, yes. Um, And so then in this meeting... There's this really big pitch that they're doing soon for this, like, huge client that would, like, be a huge win for the company. And Rose starts, like, pitching it or what she wants to do. And Shane just, like, is, like, shutting it down. And, like, you are like, kind of think he's just, like, being an asshole. Um, And then he's, she's kind of like, I mean, like, what do you know? And then you find out he used to work for the other company. So he actually did have knowledge. And he's like, no, like that won't work. That won't be like, like, they want more. And she's like, well, I've been doing research and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I worked for him. So let me tell you, it's not going to be enough. Um, But they have five months to work on this pitch for this presentation. That is a long time
1: to be working on a pitch. I think. I
2: felt that way. I've never pitched a project of that size, though. Me either. Vance, you're sitting in the room. Is five months a long time to work on a project pitch? It's just the pitch, not the project itself.
1: Okay. Long, but not totally implausible. Got it.
2: Sounds like my prom night. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, a major, major project. Which that sounds like it is supposed to be. Mm. Um, but... Rose is also like, if I can nail this pitch, then I can leverage it and I can leave this company. Like, Got it. I just came here to kind of salvage my career. So, flash forward, it's now like four weeks later. Shane is real sexually frustrated. Like, Aww. he's real into her. He's seemingly keeping his dick in his pants since he boned the hostess the night that Rose did him up. Um, and— He's real frustrated and he's at his like at his cousin's bar for like two hours in the middle of the workday, just like playing pool very like frustratedly. Is that a
1: <laughs> is that a word? I don't know, but I'll
2: give it to you. Okay. In oh. a frustrated manner. Yes. He was playing pool in a frustra- in a sexually frustrated manner. Mm. Uh.
1: How does never mind? I was going to say, like, how does one play pool in a sexually frustrated manner? But I think I answered my own question in my mind as I was asking it. So I'm good.
2: Well, I also, if I'm remembering correctly, like, his cousin, like, says Rose's name. And, and Shane's like, how did you, what? And he's like, you've been mumbling under your breath for two hours, dude. Like, <laughs> we, we, we see you're frustrated. Um, and, like, Rose calls him and is like, you need to get back to work. Like, where, where the hell are you? And so he's like, oh, fine. Like, my boss is calling me. So when he gets back to the office, they're like, where's Rose? And they're like, oh, yeah, she left like 10 minutes ago to, like, go (laughs) grab lunch or something. (laughs) So she wasn't even there when he got back.
1: Um, That makes me like
2: Rose even more,
1: if I'm honest.
2: Well, so then Shane is like, I want to rile her up and get a reaction out of her. So he takes her panties that he still has. And hangs them on her office door. On the outside? On the outside of her office door. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then Rose, when she gets back to the office, is all kinds of pissed and goes to his office to confront him. Um, they almost kiss. And then her phone rings and, like, breaks the spell. Um, and if I'm, I think it was, like, Olive saying that, like, she needed to get back to the house or something. So, like, Rose gets home. And all of us like, yeah. We I was trying to call you several times. Simon is here. Like your ex fiance that your family thinks you're still with is here. He's out at your family's place. We need to go. Oh no. Yes. So they drive out to her family's place, and it's honestly weird to me because Simon's not there to get her back. Simon, what is he doing? Checking on her because she, he hasn't heard from her at all. Um. But, like, he says some, like, shitty things because he's upset that he hasn't heard from her and that he still cares for her even though they broke up. But, like, kind of, like, I th- like he said something that was, like, like, I haven't loved you since, like, the second time we fucked or, like, something like that where, like, Ooh. he was essentially saying she was always pretty checked out of the relationship. So, like, what relationship was it? Um, but, like, the way he said it and just, like, communicated it was shitty. But I'm also, like... Texas to North Carolina is a really long, like, I'm like, you're not trying to, you, just to check on her? Right. Because she wasn't answering your phone calls? I mean,
1: and if he knows her family to be able to to go out there to their home, why wouldn't you just, like, text her brother or call her dad? Like, why go all the way out there physically? Yeah.
2: So, he starts saying some shitty things. Holton, and her twin just goes up, punches Simon straight in the face. Good for him. Um but then, like, Holton is really pissed that Rose didn't tell him that her and Simon broke up. Mm. Um, and then he, like, makes a comment about, like, he's like, we like we all get that you needed to leave after your assault, but, like, like I, we still want to be a part of your life kind of, like, mm-hmm. confrontation. Um, but we learn in this exchange— that she was assaulted by, like, they said a guidance counselor, but it was also, like, a camp counselor. And I was like, I never had a guidance camp counselor or a camp guidance counselor.
1: Well, I find that people often use the word counselor very interchangeably. So maybe it was a camp counselor.
2: I got more of the camp counselor energy. Yeah. Because they kept saying, like, camp until they said guidance counselor. And I'm like, wait, what? Who? Um <laughs> So she was assaulted by a, a camp counselor, guidance, guidance, camp counselor, um, <laughs> a camp guidance counselor. An authority figure. Yes. An, a, an authority figure. Um, but then when she was at the ER, she lied and said she like, didn't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a few months later, he assaulted another girl who didn't survive. And she died and passed away. And so Rose has all of this guilt that if she had spoken up and stepped forward that this other girl would still be alive. So Rose has all of this, like, self-imposed pressure and weight that she's like, I need to live for both of us. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to live this great life to make up for that fact. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Holton storms off. Simon leaves. Rose has a breakdown in her mom's arms and is like, I like didn't want to disappoint you guys. And like it's kind this of, isn't part of the
1: plan to live a great life for me and this other girl. Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: but then Rose goes to like find Holton and apologize and hears him with Olive, like, catches them canoodling, his hand is under her skirt, something like that. Like, hmm. and We they, love a good canoodle. We love, we love a good canoodle. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Holton tells Rose that he is in love with Olive, and he has been for, like, a long time. And, like, they had been seeing each other. Then Olive had gone to, like, visit Rose in Texas or something like that and then came back and, like, called it off. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't lie to Like, something of that capacity. So then Rose is pissed that he lied. Because I mean, she's like, you just got on me for telling you, for not telling you. My fiance and I broke up. But then, like, you've been in love with my best friend and, like.
1: Decided not to tell me.
2: Yes. Um, so Rose is super upset, and she is like, I need to get the fuck out of here, but Olive was the one who drove us out here, and I don't want to get in a car with Olive right now either. So she calls Shane and is like, can you come get me? Does, is Uber not a thing? I mean, it's pretty, like, apparently—I don't know. I didn't recognize the city name. I don't know if it—I don't—wherever it was seemed like it was more rural. Like it was like an hour and a half or like two hours outside of Charlotte. Okay, so yeah. that would have been a big yes. big
1: Uber. But it's also a big thing to ask a coworker that you fucked and then blew
2: off. That you've like had this budding friendship sexual tension. Yeah, that's a big favor to ask yeah. this person.
1: But okay. So she calls him.
2: Yeah, she calls him. Um and Shane, like, here's how out of sorts she is when she calls. So, so like, he, like, drops everything to go and pick her up. Um, He pulls the car over at her request. um, And, like, they start, like, she starts, like, making out with him. And Shane is like, hey, let's put pause on this. Um, You were not in a great place. I'm not trying to take advantage of you. Like, I want to be here for you, but, like, crying women aren't my thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That was my wording. Not, like— It seemed like he was actually trying to be sweet and genuine and be, like— Right.
1: Trying to be a gentleman about it. Yes.
2: Like, she's clearly not in a good space. I'm not going to take advantage of that. Right. Um, more, more than, than crying women. I'm not into <laughs> crying women. <laughs> That's just me being an asshole. Um, so, she— He's like, what do you need? And she's like, can I stay in your guest room for the night? Like, I don't want to go back to my place because she lives with Olive. Ah, right. Um, and so he's like, yeah, absolutely. So she gets back to his place. Um, she tells him everything. Like, tells him about her assault, tells him about shit with Simon, tells him about Holton and Olive being in love with each other, or at least her brother's in love with her. Um, That's so much to tell a coworker. I, I think they're trying to get out of coworker energy and into romantically interested energy. That
1: still is so much to tell someone that you're romantically interested in that you blew off on a date and fucked once. You right?
2: <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm concerned about our emotional boundaries.
2: Ugh. I'm concerned about more than that. Um, and then he tells her about his abuse. Um, I think his his dad was really abusive. He has some family back down in Georgia, um, and he kind of, like, made it out, but, like, he doesn't go, like, he's close with his, like, siblings, I think. Mm. Um, they have a pillow fight, like a lighthearted <laughs> pillow fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, why wouldn't they? What a segue. Um, then they kind of—they stay up all night talking, um, and she falls asleep in his bed, um, and— he wakes up to, like, she's having, like, a like a nightmare, nightmares, like, flailing, crying. And so he, like, soothes her back to sleep. Um, but then, like, he doesn't go back to sleep until, like, the sun is creeping up because mm-hmm. he's, like, is trying to make sure that she's okay. Hmm. Um, well, that's nice. Right. So the next morning, Rose wakes up. They're all cuddled up. Um she starts like fondling his chest a little bit while they're like cuddled up. So they didn't
1: bang that night. No. Okay. Okay. So like, it was just the pillow fight and the. They the-
2: had like an emotional talk. breakthrough right. talk. Um, learned a lot more about each other. Stayed up all night talking, and just like fell asleep talking. Yeah, and had a pillow fight. Important. <laughs> um. She's fondling that? his chest the next morning. I put. He wakes up and keeps the sensual cuddle vibes going.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we're just continuing to fill each other up a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, But then once again, I think he's like, yesterday was a lot. So he kind of suddenly pulls back and he's like, let's get you ready to have breakfast with your brother. Like, I think he's trying to be a gentleman, but like she's kind of confused by, She's like, wait, what? Okay. Um, So Shane drops her off for breakfast, meets her brother, kisses her forehead goodbye is just, like, being a stand-up dude. Why did you make that face, that kissing—like, forehead kisses are cute? I
1: mean, they are, but, like, I could see how she would be like, oh, I told him about all this trauma and stuff, and then he kissed my forehead and, like, stopped me from the sensual cuddle sesh. Like, oh, like, he's not into me because I'm too much—
2: Well, he also kissed her. Like he met her brother and was like, it was in front of her brother that he. Oh, it was in front
1: of her brother. He met her brother
2: and like kissed her forehead as he was like leaving.
1: Okay, I got it. I got it. I missed that bit. I was like, oh,
2: but no, in front of her brother, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why do you look? I'm like, oh, like (laughs) I was like, what did I miss? And then I'm like, wait, I'm the one who read the book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are. Thank you for explaining that to me further. I appreciate it. Anytime.
2: Um, so she has breakfast with Holton, they kind of clear the air, he asks for her blessing with Olive. Um, because he's like, Olive won't Olive won't say yes to dating me if like she thinks it could be a wedge between y'all. So like I really love her, I've loved her for a long time. What can we work out here? Right. Kind of, yeah. So um now it's been several months that have gone by. They are still working on this really big pitch. Um, We also learned that the guy that they are doing this really big pitch to, who used to work with Shane, recently had very public issues with his partner, um, who co-owns the company Mm. or something of that capacity. So business partner and romantic partner? Yes, but it will also kind of impact how the pitches are judged Mm -hmm. um, because it's going to change who's on the panel for the pitches. Got it. Um, while they're working on the pitch, Shane gets Rose to take a break, and they're he like he's very outdoorsy, and they have like a ton of space in their office warehouse space, whatever. So he like teaches, reminds slash reteaches her how to ride a bike. I know everyone's like it's like riding a bike, but I'm like this bitch that w needed some reminders.
1: So. Fun fact. Do
2: you know how to ride a bike? I don't.
1: So (laughs) I don't know how to
2: ride a bike. The look on my husband's (laughs) face right now. I just like looked (laughs) over and he's like, go on.
1: His head just like snapped up. So I just never learned. I never learned how to ride a bike. Um, My mom fell on a bike with my older sister. When my older sister was an infant, she had her like in one of those little carrier things Mm -hmm. and fell. And after that, Refused to ride. And then my dad's work schedule was really weird. Um, he worked in entertainment and so he wasn't around a ton during the day or on the weekends. And so I just never learned. My mom refused to teach me. My dad wasn't around. So like I never learned. So my cousin started dating this guy. I am one of the youngest of all of the cousins. Um, so, most of them are significantly older than me. My dad is the youngest of five. Okay. Um, significantly. And then had kids a lot later than them anyway. So, um, one of them brought home a guy. Um, super, super sweet guy. And he found out when I was 15 on our family reunion vacation um, that I I didn't know how to ride a bike. So, he rented a bike to, specifically to teach me. Like, Aww. he was so distraught that I didn't know how to ride a bike. He made a point of teaching me how. So he did. He taught me on the beach when I was 15, how to ride a bike so I could go in a straight line. And I was at the beach at my family reunion this past weekend and I was talking to my cousin and she was like, do you remember that time that my husband taught you how to ride a bike? Like that was when I
2: knew that I was going to marry him. I was also like, oh, they ended up together. I love this. They did. Like, they did. But that is a that is a sweet like, oh, I knew it was when really he sweet. was like went above and beyond.
1: I'm pretty sure that was the trip that he proposed to her on mm. as well. Um, I
2: think – I mean, you're going to make a great impression of the family unless you break a bone.
1: Right. But regardless, he was very, very sweet, taught me how to ride. And she was like, do you remember that? Like, literally, this was like six days ago. She was like, do you remember that? I was like, I do remember that. I have never gotten on a bike since then. Please don't tell Paul that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please don't tell him please don't tell him and she was like I would never please also don't tell him and I was like deal she was like you did such a good job though going in a straight Aww. line I was like I did and when I tried to turn I almost died but I didn't tell Paul that and so I don't I don't know that was like 16 years ago potentially do you more do you
2: have any interests? And relearning
1: none whatsoever
2: fair none whatsoever well i also feel like you're like it really hasn't impacted my life at all
1: (laughs) not in the least i've not missed out on anything like and you know but you know yeah so i hope paul doesn't listen to this
2: (laughs) shout out to paul honestly i really my favorite part of this story is that like Paul ended up marrying into the family he and did. that it was like.
1: And he was really sweet. I was yeah. like, I think, was I a flower girl? I don't remember. You would have been an older flower girl. I don't remember. No, they were younger. Or I was younger when they got married. I was younger when they got married. Yeah. Were they married when he taught you to ride the bike at 15? They must have been. Cause I was definitely younger. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, 15 feels.
2: A little old to be a flower girl?
1: No, no. Now that I think about it, I think they had been married a long time.
2: I'm saying, I'd Actually. go like— But wait, she just told you six days ago that that was when she knew?
1: No, did she, she didn't. Know? She didn't. Were you I fabricating that part of the story? I made that, up. that, I made that up. I thought that was what she said. <laughs> That's not what she said. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, they did wind up together— he was very sweet to me anyway. He taught me, he did teach me how to make a lot of desserts. He's very nice. That's not the point of any of this. So what happened next? We
2: love Paul. Honestly. We do love Paul. I feel like like most Pauls I know kind of have that energy about he's a, them. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Rose is being taught. Or retaught how to, like, ride a bike, whatever. And so she's going around the office just riding a bike, and she's, like— In the office? Yeah. That's what I said. It's a big office. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It would have to be pretty big, but okay, okay. Okay, okay, Um, And so, like, Shane is, like, watching her with, like, pride on his face, and he's, like, clearly still, like, very into her, but, like, nothing has happened this whole time Um, And then Malcolm, who's like the big boss, walks in. Um, And Malcolm and Shane are really good friends. Malcolm and Shane and Shane's cousin, who own the bar, all hang out like every weekend. Um, Hmm. And so, like, Malcolm is like watching Shane watch Rose on the bike. And he's like, You have feelings for her? Like, (laughs) and Shane's like, What? Uh And Malcolm's like, We need her. Like, we, like, overextended ourselves financially to be able to expand the way we wanted. And so, like, if we don't land this pitch, we are not going to survive. So, like, don't fuck this up. We need her. Right. Keep your dick in your pants. Um, he said, like, if they don't land the pitch, they'll likely start running out of money in the next year. Ouch. Yeah. So then Shane is, like, really conflicted over his feelings for her because, like, the more he knows her over these months, the more he likes her. Um... And then he's, like, hey, like, will you go out? Um, It was, like, he's, like, I have a friend coming into town. Um, Would you want to go out to lunch or dinner with us, depending? Um, And he's, like, it's not a date because I have a friend in town who's coming with us. So. (laughs) um, Is it not still a date? Well, so then Rose is having, this is just, like, a quick aside, like. Rose is having a girl's night with Olive. She drunk dials Shane at, like, 2 a.m. Uh-oh. And blame, and, like, discloses to him, like, blames herself for the other assault victim's death. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, that's why. Oh, honey. And, like, Shane's like. Please find a good counselor.
2: Yes. Please
1: find a good counselor. And that's where I'm like,
2: Shane is like, he doesn't say it. I think he might say, like, have you tried talking to someone or something? But in his head, he's like, she needs a therapist because this is a lot of weight and pressure that she's putting on herself to leave this to lead this perfect life because, yeah. Um, So the friend who comes into town for the dinner is Matthew Moreno. Matthew Moreno is the millionaire that they are doing this big pitch to. Ah. Yes. Which, like, Shane doesn't, like, really give Rose a heads up for. No, Shane. And Rose is real nervous, kind of bumbling, not her best self, Shane gets up to go to the bathroom and then Matthew starts asking her like hard-hitting questions. Like he knows about like that she left her company in Texas, not on good terms. Um and I don't know, like the whole scene was like, I know say, felt like this scene was supposed to make you feel flustered, make you feel how flustered she was, but it just kind of didn't. Like, <laughs> like. I got what they were going for with, like, what was supposed to be, like, the hard-hitting questions and making her feel uncomfortable and, like, and, like. Yeah. But I just never felt any of that tension. I just kind of felt like, Rose, get your shit together. Right. Like, um, I don't know. Like, Shane, I think, like, here some of the answers. Like, she's, like, getting tearful at the table and talking about how good of a job she wants. Like, it, it was not her most professional self to put right. it lightly.
1: Awkward.
2: Um, yeah. So, on the limo drive home, which Matthew just, like, ordered for them because he's extra and has the money to do it, it's apparently a very big limo because it's just Shane and Rose in the limo, and they decide to play Marco Polo?
1: How, how big of a, how big of a I
2: limo? I have a lot of... <laughs> 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 what? Like, I've been in... I've been in some party limos. Yeah. And I wouldn't say any of them were
1: large enough that I could successfully Well, I feel like it's not just the size, it's the shape. It's mm. just the so one. Also sounds
2: like my prom night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. But also, it's the shape.
2: <laughs> it's of not it. just the size; it's the shape of it. Also, <laughs> Hannah was doing these like flight attendant, like hand what? motions for like <laughs> the shape of the limo.
1: We're going in a direction, but like <laughs> we are going in a
2: direction.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying, like this, it's not a wide open space. There are not turns to take. It's just the one way.
2: Okay, so I mean. If there's seats on both sides and the floor in between them and the back row, you got to be real stealthy. And I still don't think it would work. Well, and honestly, she wins wins the first round. The second round, she gets oral sex.
1: Oh, no. So does that mean she won or she lost? (laughs) Was it a real orgasm or a fake one?
2: I believe it was a a real—so, like, well, the first round, she—he was the one who was Marco. Okay. And the second round, she was Marco, so her eyes were closed, and he was just, like, all up on her.
1: So, so, okay. It doesn't— I don't know what you want from me, Hannah. It (laughs) doesn't— Matter. I'm trying to figure out who won, but it doesn't matter. I
2: I think you're focusing on the wrong part. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Where I was reading somewhere, where someone was like, "Yeah, a lot of oral sex for women for women is like that, not there, or there, not that, like there, not that." And I'm like, you know. It's not wrong. Well, uh, apparently Shane doesn't have that problem since he gave her four orgasms the first night. Four orgasms. Um, Yeah, Hannah was doing air quotes (laughs) in case you were wondering. I was doing air quotes. Um, So... She gets I was gonna say she gets a blowjob because out of habit I just call all oral sex a blowjob no matter who gets it. He gets a blowjob, she gets a blowjob, everybody, everybody gets a, a blowjob. Blow job. Yeah, so she gets a blowjob, she gets some oral sex. Come at me. I don't even care. And she just she gets head. Yeah. Um they get back to Shane's house, a like place. He confesses his feelings for her. She tells him that she feels the same way. There is a long, gratuitous sex scene. Mm. Um, The next morning, Rose is still asleep in his bed. He decides he's going to get up and go on a run. While he's out on the run, Matthew calls him and is like, listen, from personal experience, you can't mix business with pleasure. It was very obvious you have feelings for this girl. So she either needs to be off the pitch and, like, you guys need to get rid of her or you you aren't allowed to pitch because I'm not going to, like, oh. chance my company. Uh-oh. Yeah. So Rose wakes up and is like, we, like, we confessed our feelings. We Everything's good. We belong. That's what I thought when you
1: were like, we. <laughs> I was thinking of Pat Benatar.
2: No? Okay. I I don't. There's not a lot of Pat Benatar in my... In my catalog? <laughs> Pat Benatar's catalog is missing from my catalog.
1: Noted and understood.
2: You said Pat Benatar, I thought Joan Jett. <laughs> Hannah almost <laughs> just spit water across my table. And honestly, I get it. They are very different they people. They are. They Chelsea. are very. I didn't say they were similar, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were the same.
1: Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Carry on.
2: Um, either way, I didn't catch the reference, so it, it wouldn't matter. I think my Joan Jett catalog is only one song <laughs> deep anyway. So, oh. um, yeah, but she wakes up kind of like Sunshine and Roses, and she's like, hey, let's, we're going to be a thing now. So... I think she goes into his kitchen to make breakfast. She's like wearing his t shirt and boxers or something like that. He gets home. Um, and like it doesn't seem as though he's planning on like he's conflicted, but it doesn't really seem like he's planning on telling her because he's super into her and like wants to make it work. Um, but he's like, I need to tell you something, but then like they just kind of start going at it. So he's boning her up against the wall when suddenly his like front door opens. Oh, because his cousin. And Malcolm, the boss, were like, "Hey, man! Like, we didn't hear from you, and we like, we hang out every Saturday morning, and we didn't hear from you, so we came over to check." Um, and he's like trying to cover her, and then Malcolm is like, "Is that you, Rose?" And like, sees her. She's mortified. Um, Awkward. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I, I stopped outlining the book at this point, so I'm about to freeball the rest of this <laughs> review. Do it. Okay, so Do it. I apologize, L.T. Shade. Honestly, I apologize for a lot of this review. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm freeballing this last bit. Mm. So we're just going to—like, so, she's mortified. Um, it also is, like, she's like, I can't show my face. And she—I um, it, think it's disclosed that— like, Ma- like what Matthew said about, like, her needing right. to be off the case. And so she, like, is planning on quitting the job. And it's, like, this whole—and she's super emotional. And I don't fully remember how it plays out, but she, like, gets Matthew on the phone. But then, like, once again, I'm like, girl, no. you are not professional. Because she's like, this is about what happened in Texas, isn't it? Like, you don't want someone as emotional as me. and. He's like, what? That This is not what was happening here.
1: Uh,
0: um, but, like,
2: once she gets a little less sloppy and messy to that end, she kind of, like, puts him in his place and, like, gives him something to think about. But she's taking time away from the office. Like, Malcolm hasn't fired her. Um, but then Shane is also on a leave because he's like, I just need to go clear my head, get some space. Um She finds out—I think she, like, goes to the office to resign or something like that. And then— Girl, that can be an email. (laughs) Well, she would also have to clear out her office.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough.
2: Maybe. We're filling it in. We're freeballing this, We have no (laughs) fucking clue. (laughs) Um, So then, like, they find out that, like, Matthew changed his mind. They can ultimately— make the pitch because whatever she said kind of swayed him. She realizes that, like, she really cares about Shane, that she, like, wants to be with him. So she goes out to Shane's lake house or wherever he was. um, And it cuts to Shane. And Shane was kind of, like, never planning on letting her go, was just, like, trying to be respectful and give her space. Um, And he's like, yeah, I mean, I knew, like, when she like she took the job as a stepping stone for her career. So like I'm not gonna hold that against her. Um mm. but she means a lot to me. She's really making a difference in her company. I want her to stay. Um they she shows up, they resolve things, they make the pitch, they win the pitch, he proposes, you Matthew and his partner are back together. The end. Okay. Yeah. I feel confident in how I ended that book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you sound confident about how you ended that. So um what's our reading skill here? Like how many pitches? Uh,
2: pitches are too abstract. How many bicycles. How many bicycles. orgasms with quotations? <laughs> um, how many
1: orgasms? How many or eight, orgasms? Eight balls. <laughs> no, cuz that's a different
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> how oh many no. how many pool tables? How many Let's go. How away. many Marco Polos?
1: Marco Polos. The person or the game? The explorer? I don't know why, but I just had like a vision of like a superhero with like their arm out like with an, with an MP. Or like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking no. about Marco. Um,
2: let's go bicycles.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it feels like the safest option. It does. Um,
2: How many bicycles? I, girl, I don't know. I didn't read that. No, I mean like as like that it can be out of. Just choose an arbitrary number. Um. Nine. Three. (laughs) Four.
1: (laughs) Four? I mean, three is fine with me. Three in one unicycle?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, If we're just going with the number of tires (laughs) out of 18. So, like, seven out of 18 tires (laughs) for the bicycle. Okay. We had a situation at work recently where someone called me, and they're like, Chelsea. My client is obsessed with their ex-boyfriend and slashed 14 of his tires. And I was like, girl, that math don't work. When I was like, how many, like the question to everyone asked, like how many cars did he have? Like did he keep getting them replaced or did he have Was it three cars and a motorcycle? Was Yeah. It? Yeah, because if it was three cars and a motorcycle or if he just kept replacing tires on the car or did he own two and a half, three and a half cars?
1: But also, it's a lot of money to continually replace tires like that. Or was it like
2: were they under warranty at discount tire?
1: Was there a four-wheeler? Does the warranty cover intentional slashings? We could call and ask. (laughs) I'm not that invested. But we're going with three and one unicycle out of nine. Yes?
2: Yeah, I think I think seven out of. Oh no, I have to. Seven out of 19 tires. Is that how that works? Because if there's nine bicycles and that's 18, then you have one unicycle, which takes us to 19. So it would be seven out of 19 tires, which would rate that book. I want to do this as a percent.
1: I feel like a 30-ish
2: percent. Yeah, 36.8%. I made that up. So 37% is what that's going to round to. Um, outside of the, um, really liberal use of the word labia in sex scenes, <laughs> how many labias are we really—no, stop, no. we're not. Um, no labias no. in our rating. Um, yeah, like, I— I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like— <laughs> It's not the worst thing I've ever read.
1: It's. Well, here's my thing. And I didn't read it, but I really struggle with books that make trauma the central character arc of the main female character. Like, I just get annoyed with that.
2: I also feel like. Nothing quite hit as hard as it was supposed to in this mm. book, if that makes sense. So we, like, just missed. Yeah, like, how I kind of described the conversation with, like, Matthew, where mm. it was like, oh, like, you were supposed to feel how flustered she was, and I just, like, didn't. I was just like, girl, get your shit together. You want to be right. this, bad, this bad boss bitch, and you're just, like, a crying mess. Like, I don't know, that's kind of how I felt about, like, All of it just felt like it, like, almost didn't quite get there for me. Um, Right. And I think if it did, like, if a couple things hit a little harder, I may have enjoyed it more. But I think it just, like, was just a little too far off the mark for me.
1: Right. Well, and I also, it seems like,
2: based on what you described, Shane was not all that likable. I found him in, like, outside of the... I think that also felt weird, right? Because, like, he made those, like, sexist, chauvinistic comments. Like, it felt like his arc was supposed to be this, like, reformed bad boy when he found this girl that he was, like, actually really into. But then, like, I feel like the way it came off was just, like, he was, like, super douchey. And then we just kind of stopped paying attention to the doucheyness. <laughs> and then, like, we're like, oh, but he has these other qualities, too. Because I'm like, yeah, it's not either or. It can be both and. Right, like, you can have really douchey moments and have these, like, but I don't know. I feel like that was another, like, his art kind of missed for me because you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was set up to be this, like, playboy douche. And it just never really felt, like, I think the it was supposed to be redeemed when he went and picked her up and they had their, like, big heart to heart. And he, like, right. wasn't taking advantage of her when she was in an emotionally vulnerable space. But, like...
1: Right. Again. So we're giving someone credit for being a decent human being. That's like, eh. yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. So three and a half out of nine. Yeah.
2: I feel good about that. That's our final offer. What are your thoughts? Read it for yourself. Decide and report back. You don't have to go with our rating scale because honestly, a lot of the times I can't do the math for our rating scales.
1: So much like we've said before, this is very much, um, whose line is it anyway? The rules are made up and the points don't matter. So you tell us what you think and what your thoughts are. Maybe we will adjust our opinions, but we appreciate you going on yeah. this
2: journey with us. And my favorite line ever of the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Just like the other guy in wham. <laughs> Um, Still (laughs) to this day, my favorite quote from Whose Line Is It Anyway. I was like, that joke hit so hard. Ouch. (laughs) So on that note, go listen to Wham. I was going to
1: say, go listen to some Wham and hit us up next time. Thanks, y'all. Have a good
2: day, slut puppies. Bye.
0: Well, that's it for this week's Mud Sluts. We hope it was good for you. Because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay spuddy.